This is episode 399 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, Critical Thinking in a Confused World. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Everyone, this episode is sponsored by my ebook, The Preparedness Community's Guide to a Microbiz and Increasing Your Finances. If you'd like to get some more information, you can click the link in the show notes or come on over to the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. So let's go ahead and jump right into our article for the podcast. It comes to us from ModernSurvivalOnline.com. And this is a great article just to get you to think about how you're thinking. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things we should revisit on a regular basis because it's pretty, uh, it's pretty easy to get to a point in our lives where we are hearing the same things over and over again because we are hearing it from the same places that we always go to. And so do you value the ability to be able to think critically and to be able to look at a situation and analyze it and maybe come up with some different ideas than you had in the past? Maybe you're older now. Maybe, you know, something in your life has changed and has caused you, you know, a situation or a circumstance has caused you to look at things a little bit different. And so this is a, a different type of article a little bit uh, deeper, and hopefully you will enjoy it. I will tell you that there are some great videos on here that you'll want to check out. And uh, so you can, you'll have to go over and bounce over to the website to do that. But I'm going to link to it in the show notes, like always, to make it really easy for you to go find this article. But let's go ahead and uh, jump right in. Again, critical thinking in a confused world over at modernsurvivalonline.com. I had a laptop sticker which stated, you can't coexist with suicide bombers. I thought this was pretty much self-evident. I was working on the latest writing job at a cafe I frequent. The coffee is akin to old motor oil. In other words, it is superb. The young ladies who serve the coffee are beautiful and friendly. The Wi-Fi connection is reliable and you can loiter there for hours to get work done. But it also is a gathering place for liberals. A couple sitting across from me stared at me fixedly. On the way out, the woman said over her shoulder, you can't live without Moabs or drones either. Note that these people have all the balls in the world online, less so in person. Anyhow, that's the idea. I do not want terrorists living. Then I thought about what she said and looked up some information from a number of sources on drone strikes, most of which were done under the administration of the liberal hero Barack Hussein Obama. Drones, such as the Predator and its big brother, the Reaper, took out terrorists with Hellfire missiles. They also took out civilians who may have not been connected to the terrorists and wanted nothing to do with politics or live under fear and oppression in Taliban or Al-Qaeda-held territory. I concluded that our government, the decision makers who authorize drone strikes, need to discriminate more between combatants and those who are in the way. Yes, I know it is easy for me to say this in the comfort of the aforementioned cafe, and I am not making complex and hard decisions about life and death, but we are supposed to be the good guys. 
What this comes down to is this woman who held a belief system which was apparently the polar opposite of mine made me think and question my beliefs and explore. This is called dialectical thinking. It involves accepting and integrating contradictions and inconsistencies in the world and in your life into your belief system. It is about seeing the gray instead of only black and white. It seems like there is a predominance of black and white thinking and consequences for failing to conform to this thinking. Examples. The left, in its very finite wisdom, wants to abolish ICE, the Immigration and Customs Enforcement. This would be disastrous. Saner people want to rename or rebrand and restructure better. This is something to look at. Maybe changes should be made in ICE. In a small New England city, F-35A Lightning II multi-role strike fighters are supposed to be arriving in 2019 to replace the aging F-16C Fighting Falcons. The Libs have been going insane since this was announced in about 2012 because they will be too noisy. F the 35s, no F 35s, and so on. Saner heads are advocating basing C 130J Hercules cargo aircraft here instead. Okay, maybe this is something to talk about. Mature adults are supposed to negotiate, not throw tantrums when they don't get their way. Personally, I love the sound of roaring turbofan engines, and I hope to get some good photos with the F 35 when the F 35s arrive. See the vid below. So let's talk about norms and roles. Norms are unwritten guidelines, rules and standards which make our interactions with others more orderly and predictable. Roles are a position in society regulated by norms about how a person should act. Violation of these norms and roles will produce discomfort both in ourselves and others. Most people have traditionally conformed their behavior to norms and roles most of the time to avoid social rejection. We are living in a dangerous time. Social norms are basic as the concept of differences between man and women are breaking down. Too many people are accepting new doctrines without question. Even more frightening, free speech is being steadily eroded and questioning doctrines is being punished. How has this breakdown of norms come about and how can we understand it? So conformity versus nonconformity. Conformity has its positive and negative aspects. It allows people to feel connected to one another, promotes smooth social functioning, goal achievement, and cooperation. But conformity also suppresses creative thinking and may encourage us to do things which are self-destructive or harmful to ourselves or others. People who do not conform to the norms of a particular group are labeled as deviant. The group may try to educate them in the norms of the group or try to punish them in order to promote conformity. If this does not work, deviants may be removed from the group through shunning, termination of employment, or in extreme cases, incarceration or execution. Traditional norms, which have worked for decades, centuries, or even millennia, are eroding, degrading, or being torn down. Roles have become confused. We are entering a state of enemy which is a society without norms. Things are moving so fast, there is so much momentum in the information explosion in the internet that we are bombarded with change and trends. Too many people are embracing these trends without any thought of the consequences. So what are barriers to critical thinking? 
Information bias, also known as confirmation bias. Our beliefs are our most precious and cherished possessions. We tend to get very defensive when they are challenged, especially if we feel our grip on them is tenuous. We overcommit to one idea without adequately exploring others or testing our beliefs for validity. We tend to seek information that confirms our beliefs and avoid information which contradicts it. This is part of human nature. I do it. We have all done it. The ability to critically analyze is important to overcome the flaw in our decision-making process and is part of being a good thinker. The availability of heuristic. This is a social psychology concept which states that we tend to accept the information we are most frequently presented with as factual or valid. We are under an information onslaught these days. The media sets off avalanches of information which we are buried under. Digging your way out is an arduous task. The Google bubble. Google is the dominant search engine in the world. Google tracks and records your searches and over time, Google filters your searches to provide you with the information which you're most likely seeking based on your past searches. While this may make searching for information faster and more efficient, it also places you in a self-reinforcing information bubble. This means a vast amount of information will never reach you. This information outside your bubble may contradict your beliefs. So there is a TED Talk here. It's about eight minutes. Um, I wish I had the permission to play it for you because it's very interesting about how Google looks at, I think there's like 27 points. I mean, they look really look at a lot of data points, but uh, 27 points, even if you're, you're not signed into Google, things that they can tell about where you are and they make uh, decisions based on all that kind of stuff, right? What kind of browser you're using, what kind of computer you're using, you know, where the IP address that you're um, dialing into the internet from, uh, you know, what where that's located at, all that kind of information to give you certain search results, which they believe that you want to see. And the thing is, is that if you are, you know, you can have two people, and he actually he does this on the video. He has two friends that uh, he asked to just type in Egypt and send them a screenshot of the first page of Google. And they're very, very different, which is, you know, very interesting because, you know, again, you'll see what you want to see. And it just is a kind of a reinforcing thing. All right. So the next one is the echo chamber. This is a real life Google bubble. We tend to surround ourselves with people who have the same beliefs we have, which reinforces our belief system. Their words resonate with us. Wow, I have always felt the same way. I have said that before. I have thought the same thing. This validates our point of view and strengthens our belief system. So the results of this bombardment can be Kool-Aid drinking. In 1983, Reverend Jim Jones induced almost 1,000 people to kill themselves by drinking a grape-flavored soft drink. It was actually Great Flavor Aid, a different brand name, laced with the sedatives Valium, Finagrin, Chlorohydrate, and the poison cyanide. Most obeyed. Those who did not were shot as they refused or attempted to flee. Those who were armed then willingly drank the poison or shot themselves. Reverend Jones died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. In the end, 909 men, women, and children, and even babies were dead. 
drinking the Kool-Aid has become an expression to indicate mindless obedience to doctrine, even to the point of self-destruction. Thinking of yourself instead of drinking the Kool-Aid. Lemmings and marching off the cliff. Lemmings are small blonde and black-haired hamster-like rodents who live in Arctic regions. A myth is that they commit mass suicide by jumping off cliffs into the ocean. They don't actually do that. But lemmings have become synonymous with groupthink. What about brainwashing? We are all subjected to brainwashing on a regular basis. The most effective forms of brainwashing is when you don't even realize it's happening. Advertisers work hard to change our emotions, the way we think, how we perceive things, and our behavioral choices. The mainstream media influences our emotions, thoughts, perceptions, and behavior. The media is not there to educate or inform, but to influence decision-making. Look at a news broadcast from the mid-1980s or earlier, compared with a contemporary news report. The difference is striking. Facts were reported. The audience drew their own conclusion and made their own decision. Today, we are taught how to think and what we can say. And so let me, um, you know, I don't know a lot, a lot of you might not know that I have a communications degree. So that's my first degree. I'm, I'm not a teacher by, um, you know, that's not the reason why I went to college. So I have a, a Christianity degree and also a double major in communications my communication degree required us to take a well-rounded, uh, you know, to be well-rounded in courses in communication. So we kind of took, you know, a little bit from from radio, from uh, television production, from newspaper, and we really were supposed to emphasize in one. So I spent a lot of my time in journalism and journalism courses, although I did uh, emphasize in television production. And when I was going to school, and, and I started school, and then I dropped out for about six to eight years, I can't remember now, uh, and then I went back. So when I first started in, in my uh, journalism classes, it was really focused on hard news. I mean, you had to write, write the lead. All that needed to be very clear. It was just, you know, just the facts, ma'am, that you know, type of, of mentality when you were writing for the newspaper and stuff like that. When I went back to finish up my degree, it had started to change more from that hard fact type reporting to more of the fluff, more of the opinion, more of that type of stuff. And so in just that short amount of time. And so when he says, you know, he started talking about go look at a broadcast from the 1980s compared to what you see now. Yeah, it is very different. You would just get the facts back then. Now you get, you know, if you're lucky, if you get the facts, you get their opinion and then you get people debating about their, you know, the, the opinions and you, you just, you know, like, hey, just give me the facts of exactly what happened and let me make my own conclusions, right? All right, so moving on, the steps of brainwashing are select a target, isolate the target, foster dependence in the target by attacking self-esteem, erase the individuality of the target, devalue those outside the group, saturate with doctrine and repetition of messages, punish and reward to modify behavior, make suggestions, then demands, and use for your own ends as desired. So break the bubble, becoming a critical thinker. I teach part-time at a college. In every course, I emphasize critical thinking. Therefore, I was aghast to hear this from a student halfway through the semester. 
she was horrified as a YouTube video she saw of cola being poured over a raw pork chop and worms emerging. This is a YouTube prank that has been circulating for years. All right, so there is that video there that you can uh, watch if you wanted to. There are even parodies of someone dumping a can of cola over a pork chop, an obvious cutaway, and then gummy worms are scattered all over it in the next scene. That someone would believe whatever they see on a YouTube without question distresses me after lengthy and repeated discussions about critical thinking. So assume nothing, question everything. Check multiple sources looking for overall consistent answers. A basic premise of statistics is that reliability is increased by taking repeated measure. And look at information which contradicts and challenges your belief system. It starts in the education system. Young people are not being taught science, statistics, and probability and critical thinking. Instead, they are exposed to social justice indoctrination and critical thinking is actively suppressed. Young people graduate high school without an understanding of basic scientific principles, economics, literature, history, or how to function in the adult world. I have heard the outcome of this among licensed mental health professionals that I work with who have no grasp of statistics, probability, science, or analytical and critical thinking. But ask most of them about some social justice issue, and they are experts. Mental health professionals and educators are bombarded with social justice rhetoric of increasing toxicity. This is done at the exclusion of how to actually do your job. A colleague was complaining that interns do not have basic skills and theoretical knowledge. He has to teach them the basics they should have learned in undergraduate and definitely should have learned in graduate school. If you dare question these social justice doctrines, at best, will be isolated from and shunned by your peers. And I have few friends in the mental health profession and none I can think of in academia, but many in corrections. At worst, terminated. And this has happened once and been threatened twice. And your life threatened along with the life of your family. Not so far, but waiting for it. I have long said you can hold any opinion you want as long as it is the right one. Deviate from the current political doctrine and you are a heretic and can become unemployable. I got out of the clinic life and into private practice years ago as I could not tolerate the BS from the left majority any longer. The last straw was when we received an email telling us not to say Merry Christmas as we might offend someone who did not celebrate Christmas. Are you kidding? And are you ready for this one? We were told by the same source not to use the terms clean or dirty in reference to the results of a patient's drug toxicology screen. We had to say positive or negative. I guess this was so the urine wouldn't feel badly about itself. This place was and still is a dog and pony show which has focused on social justice matters to the exclusion of patient care. No wonder people are screwed up when the caregivers are more out of touch with reality than the patients. So avoid lather, rinse, repeat thinking. If you are a young person who is college bound or attending college, think carefully about what you are being taught. Here are some thoughts on academia and brainwashing in the videos below. And so there's two videos here by Prager University. One is called Dangerous People Are Teaching Your Kids. And the second one is called College Made Me a Conservative. So don't believe everything you are told. Be skeptical. 
Think of yourself and question trends. Just because everyone is doing it, does that mean it is a great idea? Remember what lemmings supposedly do and what Jim Jones' followers actually did? Digest instead of regurgitating information. The tenth ban. Quote, After several disasters that no one thought could happen, the council decided that if a vote was unanimous against a possible outcome, one member would act as if it was absolutely going to happen and trying to prevent it. This way, if they have a crisis, one man is prepared for it and assumes the directorship of the council for the duration of the crisis. End quote. It's the tenth man doctrine. Quote, if ten people are in a room and nine agree on how to interpret and respond to a situation, the tenth man must disagree. His duty is to find the best possible argument for why the decision of the group is flawed, end quote. So I'll let you think just for a second, if you're familiar with that movie, where that comes from. That comes from World War Z. All right, so before making changes in your life, think like the 10th man. Try to find evidence to disprove your ideas if you find evidence against the idea. It's worth waiting before making any drastic changes. Do what researchers call rejecting the null hypothesis. Assume you are wrong and try to prove yourself wrong. Quote, whenever you're presented with a new claim, especially a strange one that seems improbable, the burden of proof is on the person making the new claim. End quote. What about devil's advocate? So this is another form of testing the null hypothesis or trying to prove yourself wrong. This is about internally challenging your own beliefs distressing though it may be and challenging the beliefs of those around you for the common good quote the vatican used to have the devil's advocate during canonization which is part of the selection of people for elevation to sainthood somebody is selected to play devil's advocate their job is to cast doubt on the person's character they also try to prove that the miracles required for canonization are fraudulent and so on end quote so the conclusion the cost of mindless obedience and abdication of one's free will was written in blood in the 20th century. Six million, by a conservative estimate, Jews were killed under the rule of Adolf Hitler and followers who obeyed him without question. 15 to 30 million more Russian Jews and political dissidents were killed in the Soviet Union under Joseph Stalin. Three million political dissidents, intellectuals, the educated, the literate, and the near-farsighted in Cambodia by Pol Pot, and 300,000 political dissidents in Uganda by Idi Amin Dada. The consequences of unregulated groupthink can be catastrophic. It seems we are drawing closer and closer to it every day. Push back. All right, guys. So, yeah, I told you at the very beginning, it's going to be a little bit deeper, um, a deeper article here and uh, a little bit deeper thinking to challenge yourself on what you're reading and what you're seeing and what you're believing. You know, one of the things that I do, and I've, I've talked about this before on Twitter, I only follow, so the Prepper website, uh, Twitter handle, I only follow news organizations or people that are putting out news because I want to make sure that if there is anything going on, I can go straight to Twitter and I can see it very quickly, right? And so uh, that's what I use my Twitter account for. 
although I'm always sending things to Twitter and I'm always tweeting and, you know, I like, you know, uh, tweets that I see or I'll, I'll retweet. I'll, I will respond to people from time to time. But for the most part, I'm using the Prepper website, Twitter, so that I can, uh, or the Twitter, Twitter handle so that I can follow news agencies. And so one of the things that I do is I try to follow news organizations that are not, you know, right or conservative or alternative news. I try to follow some of the left wing liberal, you know, out there. And it, I'll tell you, it's hard because you see some of that stuff, you know, like I'll follow, uh, you know, CNN, you know, all the, all the funny stuff and, and all the memes and stuff that were going out about all that. But I will follow those left leaning news organizations because I want to make sure that I'm getting things from different points of view, right? And so that I can come up with my, my own ideas and I can, you know, think it through the way that I need to because I know that there's going to be people on the left. I know that they are going to slant things so bad. I mean, there's no doubt about that. But I know that there's going to be people on the right side that are going to slant things to their end as well. And so, you know, that's the thing. You got to really truly see, like he was talking about here at the very beginning, what, you know, there's a lot of black and white and it's very easy to get to polar opposites. But, you know, sometimes the truth is a little bit in the middle is a little bit more gray, right? And being able to critically think allows you to do that. Plus, we need to be able to, you know, we stay prepped and aware, right? That's one of the things that is so important for us to keep our eyes open for what is going on out there. And we need to be able to have those critical thinking skills. So when we see things that are starting to happen, people's normalcy bias will kick in and they're like, no, the economy is not tanking or no, the hurricane is not really coming. It's not really going to do a lot of damage or it'll turn or no, the wildfires are so far away or no, you know, terrorism will never happen here. All those types of things where, you know, you're able to or to look past all of that and, and critically think and say, you know what? No, I think there's some something to this. And you're able to, you know, come to some really good uh, decisions because when it boils down to it, uh, like I say at the very beginning of every podcast, I mean, there are people that are counting on you, right? So you're preparing your family, your loved ones, the, the people that uh, maybe they're not paying attention as well as they should, but you are in, they're counting on you to be able to think critically, not just hear whatever or listen to whatever someone is feeding you all the time. You need to be able to say, ah, you know, this person, I, I like what this person says, but sometimes they go a little overboard, right? Or they take it way too extreme in this situation or in this, you know, in, in the way their thought process on this certain topic, right? And so critical thinking skills is very important and being able to develop that uh, is very, very important as well. And so I know a lot of the times uh, on this one, I'm, I'm speaking to the choir, but let me just challenge you uh, here on this podcast. Have you listened to someone's other opinion, you know, other than your, you know, the way that you believe? Sometimes it's very easy, and I'm not talking about getting on Facebook and debating people on anything like that, but I'm just like, have you listened to maybe some of the things that they've said? Now, there's a lot of crazy people out there, don't get me wrong. But I'm just saying, you know, people that seem to be a little bit more, 
uh, stable people that seem to be, you know, a little bit more in their right mind and not crazy, you know, protesting, taking off their clothes and, and throwing all kinds of weird stuff. I mean, you know, like they do. I'm just talking about someone who has an idea or a thought that's not exactly like yours. Have you ever thought just to listen to them and maybe ask some clarifying questions. Well, why do you believe that? You know, why is it that you've come to that conclusion? What in, you know, what in your past or what in your thinking has led you to that? Is it just something because you feel it? Is it your emotion, you know, that, that has caught you that way? Or is it because your parents believe that way? Is it because your professor has taught you to believe that way? Or is it something in your own experience that caused you to, to believe things this way and, and, uh, you know, caused you to have this belief and, uh, you know, go from there and, and see how that would work. Uh, sometimes it's so much better to listen and develop those listening skills along with those uh, critical thinking skills. So I think this is a great article here. Uh, like I said, one that's a little bit different for us, but hopefully one that does get you to think. And you can ask yourself, you know what? Am I just surrounding myself with the same things over and over again? The things that I know that I'm going to want to hear and, you know, when I hear something that makes me mad or when I hear something that just really ticks me off, am I listening to what this person is saying or am I just looking at, you know, how it makes me feel and go from there? So I'm not talking talking about changing your beliefs or, or going that way. I'm just saying, are, are you thinking it through critically thinking, you know, what your your beliefs are. Have you have you really thought about why you believe what you believe? And uh, that's so important. It's so important to be able to to come at it from that point of view because people will ask you questions. And uh, the worst thing is like, I don't know why I believe what I believe. But, uh, you know, being able to communicate why you believe is very important. So at least I hope you get that out of this one. But then the ability to listen to what other people are saying and then doing that research. The Google video, again, or not the, the TED Talk video on Google and Facebook. It's not just Google. He talks about Facebook. He talks about some other things as well. I think that is a must listen to. So hopefully you will go and, uh, you know, if you're listening to this on, uh, you know, on your phone uh, and on your podcast catcher, whatever, you can link over a link to the uh, the article you can click on over there and then scroll down to the TED Talk video and then kind of just play it from there and that way you can listen to it. But I think it's pretty fascinating to uh, to do that and uh, you know think about all the the things that you search for and every time you search for something you know Google is giving you what they think you want but they're really isolating you from all the other things that are out there. So like I said, really great article, and uh, I hope you take a little bit of time just to reflect on this one. Well, everyone, that is it for episode 399. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Head on over to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com. That way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And take a moment to connect with me. I have a ton of ways to connect in the show notes. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.